Hey everybody, this is your host, Matt Castellini, and welcome to Chicago Capital. We have a great episode lined up today, but before that, a word from our sponsors, World Business Chicago. In 2021 alone, local founders have raised more than $5 billion in VC dollars, making Chicago a national destination for founders, investors, and innovators. As the city of Chicago's economic development organization, World Business Chicago drives growth and opportunity for our local tech economy and innovation ecosystem through its flagship programs such as the Chicago Venture Summit, Startup Chicago, Think Chicago, and Venture Engine. Learn more via worldbusinesschicago.com. Teresa, thank you so much for hopping on Chicago Capital. It is such an honor to have you on the show. Uh, it'd be great, I think, if you could give listeners a rundown of what you all are working on over at Heyday. Sure. Thank you so much, Matt, for having me. Um, I'm Teresa. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Heyday. So Heyday, we are a connected fitness device for senior strength training. And we started out to have this idea because I moved back with my parents, like a lot of people did during the beginning of COVID. And from that experience, my parents started to go to personal trainers because they got really nervous that they're aging and they don't feel, they didn't feel as you know strong and mobile as they used to be. And from that experience, I noticed that the workout that's needed for my parents are very different from the workouts that's needed for me. And they need a lot more strength training than we do. So there's a staggering number. Between the age of 65 and 80, our muscle force drop by 39% if you don't do any strength training. Um, so that's actually, you know, that actually means that you couldn't do the things that you used to do anymore. Like you couldn't walk up the stairs as easily as you wanted to. Um, nowadays, seniors actually know they have this awareness that need, need to do more strength training. But the problem is there really isn't there really is no easy and motivating solution to strength training for seniors at home. So physical therapists, personal trainers are really expensive. And it's very dangerous to lift heavy weights at home by themselves too. Like I don't think I can imagine my dad lifting. 200, 200 pounds barbell doing that lift by himself. Like, I don't think this is going to happen at all. And third is the current solutions like tonal, peloton, tempo, they lack the proper engagement for this age group. Um, people tend not to like very fit millennial trainers yelling at them. <laughs> and they also don't find leaderboards motivating because they can never win on leaderboards you know, for obvious reasons. I mean, I couldn't win on leaderboards either. So that's the reason why we built Heyday. And Heyday, we wanted to provide this personal training, strength training experience for people above the age of 60. And it's high, very high intensity. So we built electro, we wanted to build an electromagnetic resistance system up to 220 pounds. So basically for training muscle, force you actually have to lift heavier weights so that's the reason why having this high intensity is really important and this is also very safe so the machine is kind of looks like combination of leg press and chest press so it's a recumbent position 
It's very kind to joins. We provide real-time feedback and um, form corrections and detect their range of motion and whatnot. Um, it's also very engaging. So we have this personal, virtual personal trainer that literally will like jump out on the screen and be like, hey, you can, you should slow down a little bit or, um, or, or is the resistance too high and whatnot. Yeah. And we also merge gaming a little bit with the training. So it's a lot more fun and lighthearted. Um, and we also have a very meaningful competition. So like what I said earlier about Peloton, um, it's not like seniors don't like competition, but it's just like they like competition or just anyone. They, people prefer competition that they can actually win and that's actually meaningful. So we still have a little bit of competition, but it's competing with our own age group. And last but not least, which is still very important is this is training for doing things, not for beach body. And this is something that we have heard repeatedly from our interviewer, uh, interviewees that they really don't want to, you know, train for like very sexy body, but they just want to train for being able to lift their grandchildren. So, you know, as I said uh, before the episode, this is going to be great timing when this episode posts, uh, right in time for people making those New Year's resolutions. And um, I think it's also interesting because uh, I don't know if you follow the Sex in the City controversy with Peloton, but <laughs> yeah, uh, I saw that. I don't, right, now, right now that brand is taking a hit, and I think yeah. Mr. Big was definitely over sixty. So uh, want, it sounds like a healthier option. Uh, not slandering or libeling Peloton at all. It's all a life. Yeah. It's all a TV show. But uh, just saying. Um, no, that's that's so interesting that you guys have kind of targeted that sixty plus market, um, especially because there's just like so many health and fitness and just general, I think, technology kind of trends. Um, people trying to start businesses for sort of that boomer generation, for that sixty plus generation that is just growing like every single day. Um, and up until now, it feels like there are not a lot of tools or or you know. Uh, platforms such as yours that are built specifically with them in mind. So I guess digging a little bit deeper on the product, um, you know, is it fully built out today? It sounds like people can, can they order this and, and have it sent to their homes today and, you know, start accessing it and using it and using kind of both the hardware and it sounds like the the content? Not yet. Uh, we have built out our first prototype and we are currently testing it, testing it with a senior gym right now. And we're on the way of building our second prototype. Um, so our target pre-sale date is around mid next year. Yeah. So it's not so, there yet. <laughs> yeah. In, in terms of, uh, kind of the team that you have right now, uh, do you like, where's, I guess, how have you gone about learning how to kind of build out, you know, a piece of hardware like this, that's like a workout machine? Um, just curious, like, what's, you know, the, the makeup of your team, uh, who's kind of, you know, working the most on the hardware, who's working on sort of the content, just I think that's such a fascinating kind of kind of question. Yeah, good question. As a booth graduate and definitely not an engineering undergrad major, I'm not the one that's working on hardware right now. It's my co-founder. So I have this amazing co-founder. He's called Oscar. He is a second time entrepreneur and his first company was actually a home brewing machine. So he can brew like beer and cider at your home. So he's very experienced with um, consumer hardware development and there are four people on, on there are three people, including me, is four on our team right now. And another one, um, he's 
kind of like a full stack designer, I would say. Like he's a UI UX designer, but like industrial designer by training. Um, he came from this rehab exercise hardware startup. So he's already very familiar with this, this demographic. And our engineer, software engineer, he's also pretty amazing. He's also from the same, the same startup as our designer. They already have a very good working relationship and familiarity with the space. And when I look at kind of the prototype, uh, obviously from from your guys' website, I'm curious. You know, Peloton based it basically off a of a you know a cycling bike from a gym. You know, any gym I think has probably what Peloton offers, but um, you know they really hook people in with. You know, I think the brand, the fact that you know the content is what it is, and there is this sense of community. There is a sense of like you know beating people and gaming people. Um, do you guys still feel though like that's probably a good analog for you guys? Like, is there a machine at the gym? Um, that I could find that's similar to what you guys have built, but you guys are really just bringing it into the home mm-hmm. and then you're bringing kind of all the value add that you mentioned yeah. earlier with the content and the gaming and all yeah. that stuff. It's a little bit different. So I think the closest device you can find in the gym is probably just literally like a leg press and a chest press, but we kind of like combine it together. This is actually not an entirely new idea. Um, a lot of um, senior, more like senior rehab oriented uh, workout device companies have this kind of thing, but no one has ever, you know, make it prettier and put a screen on top of it. No, yeah, totally, totally. And so, um, as you guys are kind of looking out to 2022, um, what are kind of the big milestones you're hoping to hit? I know you mentioned when, you know, a pre-sale date, that's what you kind of, that's what you kind of mentioned at the top, but in order to get to that point, what are kind of the big milestones you guys are looking to hit in 2022? And how, you know, as the CEO and co-founder, how have you gone about kind of strategizing um, to get to that pre-sale date is sort of the big milestones? Yeah. So looking back, <laughs> like what are the milestones we're going to have like to prepare for this? Uh, we're launching our beta testing um, around April, March, April. So we need to get our second prototype ready before that. So we're likely to recruit around five to 10 people to put this device in their home for a month and get some usage data. So we are able to raise another round, uh, likely to be a seed round after beta testing. Um, And hopefully after beta testing, we don't have to change a lot of things. (laughs) Fingers crossed, but hard is hard. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and after beta testing, we'll start to build our marketing and sales and content team. And then we're planning on launching um, pre-sale around July, August. When you say change a lot of things, you know, I think the is the piece of hardware up for still up for discussion, or is it really going to be about like the content you're creating and the way in which you're attracting and retaining users and and kind of the all the features that the the you know the machine's going to have with that screen what's going to kind of be is it all sort of you know still up for development or are you guys like in a comfortable place do you think at least with the hardware you mean right now right now um like the hardware is still offered develop uh, for for discussion <laughs> Got it. That's why, Got it. yeah, Got that's it. why hardware is hard. Um, yeah, for example, like resistance system is a huge thing. And we're trying to get the cost down. We're trying to get, actually, just like literally this morning, I went to this huge like automation fair, like B2B fair with like a ton of automation and motor companies. 
at that fair and just trying to source our suppliers. Where are you guys located, by the way? That's a good question. I'm glad you like asked. I'm in Taipei. I'm in Taiwan. Because oh, I was gonna yeah. say, you know, right now it's nine a.m. This recording as of as of Central like Time. Like this morning. Already... Yeah, <laughs> I, know. I, I thought I'm you were in San Fran I'm... or something. I was like, yeah, wait, I'm what conference is going on at four a.m.? It's eleven at night. Got it. Got it. Okay, so you guys are are very much kind of uh, globally dispersed. It sounds like, uh, which is yeah. great. Another yeah. advantage of yeah, you know, because coming because out of our, COVID is it? Yeah, yeah, because our our manufacturer is a Taiwanese company. Um, Right and like the advantage of starting a hardware startup in Taiwan is like, yeah, I'm like two hour like actually I'm like maybe like a, an hour drive away from Tono and Peloton's manufacturers. Oh, and yeah, so like I can literally find those people within like a couple hours drive, and I, I can like find a motor manufacturer company just like at my doorstep. So that is that like almost. It sounds kind of like that's almost a like a huge advantage, especially when you're building a piece of hardware. Because can you just basically quickly drive over and see the modifications and see like yeah. what's been done? Versus if I'm in the U.S. and trying to use a Taiwan manufacturer, I gotta imagine that's logistically <laughs> an extreme challenge. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a huge advantage, and we're able. So we're able to build our prototype at a lot lower cost than. If we were if we were have to down that in the U.S. and the prototype we built is like we already consider manufacturing because we built it with a, a factory. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, so I guess you know, looking around at the current landscape, are there any companies you view? I mean, obviously there's Peloton, but that they kind of yeah. seem like a very horizontal, you know, uh, they're trying to attract all ages, but really, you know, it, it is kind of that younger millennial, um, yeah. you know, generation, but are there any kind of other competitors out there that you, you look at as, you know, either direct competitors or, um, companies that have almost proven your thesis out that, that 60 plus adults will have sort of a, a, a need and a want for something like this. So just curious about either one of those people you see as, you know, directly competing or people who have kind of proven mm -hmm. this out for you. Yeah, yeah, good question. They're very similar competitors in in the space. Uh, for example, like Bold, Mighty Health, um, but they, or there's this new company called Balanced, um, but they only do online contents. So they don't have any hardware and they don't have a focus on strength training. Um, Solver Sneakers, if you have heard of it, it's a huge like chain, like workout chains uh, for seniors, but they're all physical. Um, and obviously like YMCA, community gyms and whatnot. Um, so there are similar things, um, but I don't think there's anything that, I don't think there's anyone that do exactly what we're doing. Got it. Got it. Yeah, no, I, I have you guys thought about obviously like, um, direct to consumer or selling straight into consumers homes is, is clearly going to be a part of your roadmap, but if you've thought about, you know, selling into gyms or partnerships with, you know, retirement facilities or, or rehab facilities, like anything like that to kind of get the machine out there in places where 60 plus people yeah. tend to congregate. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. This is definitely like one of our um, sell strategy, particularly in the early days, I think like selling to like cruises, senior living facilities, like 
country clubs, like where people can, you know, congregate and like actually use this machine before buying it. Um, yeah, it's very important for us. You guys might just have to headquarter it down in Miami, Florida, because Florida is going to be <laughs> a very important market for you. It is. It's, it is going to be a very important market for us. <laughs> Um, so I, I just curious now about, um, you know, we've kind of talked through a, a lot of the major kind of, you know, um, product specs, uh, what you guys are looking to do in 2022, uh, you mentioned a seed round, but yeah, just curious about like fundraising status as of this point, when you are trying to hopefully raise that, you know, bit, you know, first major institutional round of capital and the type of capital partners that you guys have thought about hopefully partnering with in the future. Yeah. Uh, good question. So we just raised our angel rounds. Um, hope hoping that I mean not hoping it will definitely get us through C rounds, <laughs> and um yeah the, the institutional partners we're looking at are primarily um a lot of, like hardware investors um there are actually a couple of VCs even though they're not a hardware investor but they're still interested in the, investing in like consumer tech hardware startup like us in this early stage like stage um yeah and like vcs that has focus in like fitness tech kind of like the fitness um yeah those folks got it got it yeah no that makes a ton of sense mm -hmm. um i guess looking at your background you know question i have is um was did you always know you wanted to be a founder someday did you always know you wanted to be a ceo one day uh, did you know that going into, you know, Booth when you, you know, decided to go to business school or is this something where obviously the experience of COVID living with your parents, like this idea yeah. came up when you couldn't get it out of your head and you just wanted to bring it to the world <laughs> and being a founder and CEO, all that stuff kind of came secondary. Um, okay. This sounds kind of bullshit, but it was actually true was <laughs> when I graduated from college, at age of 22, I was like, okay, I want to have my own company um, when I turn 30. Like, that's that's when I'm going to do it. And I turned 30 this year. Um, and there you go. Um, I also started my company this year. But when I first came into Booth, no, I didn't know I wanted to start my own company. Honestly, when I came into Booth, booth I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um so it kind of like came into a full circle um yeah so I, w I was after booth my career path was you know kind of circuitous after booth i worked in jakarta for attack unicorn in indonesia and i moved back to taiwan because of covid and when i was in taiwan i started to explore all like different kinds of ideas with my friends and that's the reason why we we, you know, started this idea. I mean, there are like a couple of ideas that we were thinking about, um, but this is the one that really stick. Yeah, I'm curious about, you know, deciding, uh, kind of having the foresight at 22 that 30 was kind of the number. I mean, did you did you think like, hey, I need to go out in the world and get, you know, bona fide real experience and 30 is going to be <laughs> probably the time by which I have that? Because I, mean, I know tons of young people who who start yeah. right out of college and think they, you know, think they are are at that moment, like that's the ideal time for them to do it. I know people starting companies, you know, in their thir late 30s, early 40s. So um, and, and 50s and 60s, I, you know, there's definitely no age to to when it's when it's, you know, when you're supposed to start a company. But just curious for you, what did you see? 
or envision at 30 kind of having that would make you ready or hopefully kind of in the best position to start one? It was actually a total arbitrary number. When I graduated from college, I was like, 30 sounds like a good number. But like, yeah, like, like at the back of my mind, I was like, I wasn't ready to start a company um, by the time I graduated from college. And primarily because I I just wanted to see the world, I wanted to travel the world. And there are a lot of things I wanted to do. And like, I've seen people like start a company when they're like fresh out of college, but they're like, oh, but they're like, so there's still so many things they want to do in their lives. Um, I've seen people like that about, and I was like, I kind of want to like hit all the bucket list before I start my own company. Um, and like 30 sounds like a good number, I guess. <laughs> I love that. That's, that's so great. Um, yeah, Teresa, thank you so much for, for hopping on Chicago Capital. This is probably the first ever, no, this is the first ever, uh, you know, cross ocean interview we've done. <laughs> so Gotta say, shout out to Squadcast. It it has a lot of problems, but uh, the connection held up pretty great. This is awesome. Yeah, thanks, modern technology. <laughs> and uh, you know, if people want to learn more about you know Heyday, if they want to kind of follow your guys' story, um, where should they go, and where should they you know go to follow you and the company? Sure, uh, you can find us on LinkedIn. Just find Heyday. I mean, there are multiple Heydays, but the one that makes senior fitness devices, obviously. Uh, our website is called heyday.fitness. Um, so this is where you can find how we're doing everything. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll link, we will link those in the show notes. And uh, Teresa, thank you so much for hopping on Chicago Capital. I don't know what time it is where you are, but I would imagine it's <laughs> later in the day. So I hope you have a great evening. I'm not even sure. It's 1130 at night. <laughs> oh wow okay so i thank you very much for taking the time no this worries. late at night um it's not uh, it's, it's not that bad i have i have a long late night meetings as you could already tell <laughs> yeah 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 uh well Teresa, thank you so much can't wait to see what's next for you guys all right thanks matt